All right, our score here at the end of two periods of play is Vermont 1, Merrimack nothing. This is Mike Macknick alongside John Leahy and joining us here in the second intermission. It is Ian Beauchene from the MacReport.com. He is working to cover tonight's game. Mike McMahon is away, actually. Uh, vacation down the Cape. Vacation, right. He's uh, he's coaching a tournament that one of his kids is in down there. We wish them uh, the best of luck, no question. But uh, first question I have to ask you, Ian, is, is the band playing Mr. Brightside right now? It sounds like it. They're trying to bring a little bit of brightness and life into this arena because it's a little dull right now after these uh, last 40 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I think Vermont's come in here and done a real nice job of outworking Merrimack. I thought they did last night as well, but they've done it again here tonight. Uh, You know, for a young team like they are, it can be tough to go on the road when you've already lost two games to a team and yet come out and give the kind of effort that they have tonight. I think that's a good sign, you know, looking at what Todd Woodcroft is trying to do here. Well, with Vermont, uh, you know, they pretty much, I mean, I think their defensive play has been very strong. They've obviously killed penalties here tonight. Uh, goaltending has been terrific with Gabe Carrier. Uh, it just seems like they need guys to put pucks in there. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it off air a couple of times over the course of the last week, right? It's tough to beat the same team twice in the same weekend, but it's even tougher to beat a team three times in a row in the course of six days, and that's what Merrimack's learned here so far through 40 minutes. Yeah, Vermont's a younger team. Yes, they've struggled. Their record isn't the greatest of all in the league. That's why they're at the bottom portion of the standings. But it's hockey east. This is what you get night in and night out. You get teams that come in, they compete no matter what their record says they are. They want to win hockey games just as much as the team on the other side, and they don't care. And that's why we've seen the effort so far that we have. You mentioned it. They've done a good job. They've killed a couple of penalties so far here. Merrimack entered tonight with a 12-game power play goal streak, and Vermont's done a good job. They've stymied them. They've prevented them from getting pucks in deep. They've been good retrieving them behind their goal line, and they've been effective breaking the puck out and not making dumb or silly errors in their end, and that's why they're up one nothing here going to the final 20 minutes of play. Well, this is where Merrimack was two or three years ago, right? Um, you know, they didn't have the guys who could put the puck in the net, guys who could score goals, and they had to try to win games like this, you know, in many ways. I think of the game that they went to Michigan and they won 3 nothing, right? You know, uh, pretty, er- pretty early on in the tenure of, uh, of Scott Cork. You know, that's what they had to try to do. They just didn't have a lot of guys that were, uh, you know, goal scorers, as it were. But over time, you get to have the combination of as you're recruiting and you're finding those guys and you're bringing them in, uh, including the transfers like Jandrick and Newton. Uh, but then you also have guys as they develop experience here, they learn what it takes to win games in college hockey, what it takes to be successful. And uh, you know, and that's something that uh, you know we, we talked with uh, Todd Bukharov, the Vermont coach, before the game. He brought attention to the fact that Merrimack's lineup, their forwards, have played a combined total of something like 1,100 games, 1,100 career games, while on the Vermont side, it's something like 300. I mean, that is a big difference, and it's just points. It speaks to the the experience that the Vermont players have yet to gain, right? But you know, you're talking about uh, you know that's something that can only be gained with time, you know. And we saw it happen over the last few years with Merrimack, and uh, you know, so basically, if, you know, if you're a Vermont fan that's watching this, uh, it, it is a process. It doesn't happen overnight, right? But you know, there is something to be gained from all the experience and, and eventually learning what it takes to win close games. Well, how many times did you and I have a conversation last year, Mike, following a game here where? You know, it was a one-goal game, and it was a one-goal game late in the third period. And you're like, oh, you know, if, if 
you get a bounce one way this way or if you get a bounce going the other way that way, you, you could take some of those one-goal games and even you might not win all those one-goal decisions, but you, you take some of those one-goal games and you turn them into ties and it still results in points in the standings. And, you know, it, it's a confidence booster. You're not going in. You're not you're not getting set back. You're not losing the game. And it, it's, it builds positive momentum. I mean, you look at this Vermont roster, right? We talk about it. It's a very, very young roster. But there are four NHL draft picks in tonight's lineup. I mean, you got uh, Walter for the Predators, uh, Spencer off for the Sharks, uh, Moonsberger with Edmonton, and uh, Robbie Stucker, a Columbus draft pick. So, obviously, there's talent in this lineup, and it's just going to be a matter of time, like we saw here in North Hanover with the Warriors and, and Scott coming in and trying to get his system in place, establish you know his his way of playing, his method, you know, chasing pucks, being physical, being the more dominant team. It's a matter of time before this Vermont program is is competing and, and back up in the top portion of the hockey standings. And it's going to be a good thing for fans up in Burlington. So, you know, yeah, right now you might be looking in the dark and it might seem shadowy, but there's bright days ahead for sure. Hosting our guest here is writing for the MacReport.com, uh, so folks can check out uh, your coverage of tonight's game there. Uh, you've also got the podcast. Ian, tell us a little about the podcast and uh, one of the, the last episode or two. What do you have? What are you featuring there? Yeah, so the episode, uh, the podcast, go between the hash marks and inside look at hockey's. We uh, just hosted by myself a weekly podcast once a week. We take a look around the league, uh, where teams stand in the USCHL polls. Take a look at the pairwise ranking. So that's right now at this time of the year. Obviously, that's the more important uh, rankings to be following along. Yes, it's nice to see your name in the top 20 poll, you know, from the USCHO. But when it comes to wanting to get into the national tournament, the, the pairwise is where you want to be. So we take a look at that. You know, we just go over the recaps of week previous games and take a look at week, uh, the weeks coming up. This week, we had a great chance to sit down with the longtime play-by-play voice of Boston University Terrier Hockey and uh, Bernie Corbett. He sat down with me and uh, we talked for about solid 40 minutes and it was great just talking, you know, hearing some of his history, you know, his his idols that he grew up listening to on the radio, whether it be uh, Johnny Most with the Celtics or Gil Santos with the Patriots and, you know, just some of the other play-by-play voices in the area that, uh, that he's had the great privilege of, of learning from and, and being a mentor under. So uh, we talked to him. Obviously, BU took home their 31st beat pod in uh, school history earlier at the start of the week. So there's some uh, positivity coming out of that campus. And right now, BU is one of the hotter programs in the country uh, and in the, in the region. Yeah, did Bernie give you any insight there on what BU's done well lately? That's, uh, I mean, it seems to me just, you know, they've gotten some guys back from injury, guys that were hurt earlier in the year, like when Merrimack faced them and uh, split a series back-to-back. Uh, so they've gotten some guys like Jay O'Brien back. That has certainly helped. Uh, but I think there's also just, you know, that heightened sense of urgency that, you know, sometimes it just takes a little bit extra effort from, from a whole bunch of guys, you know, from your entire team. And I think we've seen that as well. I was very impressed with what they did in the bean pot against Northeastern holding the Huskies to, what, nine shots most almost through the end of two periods. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, and that was the big thing that he talked about, right? You bring you get a guy like Jay O'Brien back in the lineup. Unfortunately, they lost a guy in, in Drew Camesso over to the uh, Olympics with Team USA, but Vinny Duplessis stepped in, and he's he's filled the hole, and he's done the job that was that was Coach O'Connell's hope for him, you know, while uh, Camesso was gone and over at the Olympics. You look at a guy like Matt Brown, who transferred over from UMass Bowl in the, uh, the transfer portal in the offseason, so you got talent coming in there, 
and, and more importantly, it was just you mentioned it, injuries. They were they were plagued up front, and some of their bigger names, you know, Ty Monte was out for a long stretch of time at the beginning portion of the year. So that, that's a guy that comes back and, and can reignite and bring some life into that lineup. And it, right now, it's just it's confidence. Guys are finally starting to get into a, into a groove, playing together for a long, consistent stretch of the time, and they, they're seeing the rewards of victories. I mean, they're 13 and one since the start of the calendar year here in 2022. So. I think if you're Merrimack fans, that's probably one team right now you want to stay away from in the hockey's playoffs. Yeah, that one in you, I would say, certainly no question about it. Well, here with Vermont leading one to nothing, I mean, like we said, hey, it's tough to win three straight against a team. That's uh, but that's that is what Merrimack is being uh, you know told to do. To do. Uh, they're going to have to one two straight. They're going to have to try to do something to try to make it three. Uh, and because of where they are in the standings, the position they played themselves into, you know, losing this game and losing the opportunity to continue to gain points in the standings, that would be tough. So what do they have to do here? Third period coming up here with Vermont leading by a goal. Merrimack trying to see if they can at least get the equalizer. I know they've got to kill off the remaining minute 42 uh, penalty time to uh, to Max Newton, but beyond that third period, Vermont's made it real tough to find space out there. How does Merrimack create space? Get pucks in deep. It's It's been the method and it's been the working pattern for this team for the last couple of weeks and the last couple of months and been the reason why they, they're sitting where they are. You know, they, they get away, they find a way to get pucks in deep. They get in there, they retrieve them, they're the first to hunt them down and they just take away any opportunity the other team has a chance to clear the puck. I mean, you got to activate your defense. I looked, I looked to see more out of Zach, uh, Zach Ewens and Declan Carlisle here this period. They've, they've been productive when this team needs them most. And so if you're going to try and activate here, which I would expect them to do, obviously being down a goal or trailing here in the final 20 minutes, those are going to be some of the uh, things that you're going, going to look at. I mean, last night Merrimack got all the luck with, uh, you know, out-of-town scores as well This tonight, right now. You guys will bring it up in a couple of moments here, but uh, right now things aren't going quite quite in their favor at the moment, so um, just take care of business here at hand. You're only down a goal. Just get the next one. That's going to be the message coming out of the locker room. Yeah, I agree. The only thing I'd add to that, I think, is that this is uh, where you need your best players to be your best players, and so we'll see what happens here with the third period coming up. Ian, thanks a lot for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, folks, and check out his work uh, tonight covering tonight's game at the Mac Report. And that'll be after the game tonight. Thanks again, Ian. Absolutely, guys. Great third period. Here we go. Ian Boshin, our guest here in the second intermission with the score. Vermont 1 and Merrimack nothing. We will be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.